It's your thing. Do what you want to do. Hey, I feel like to... I feel like we're famous because Why? because Facebook was like. We need to mute part of your show oh, because your, your music, your is, music is against the law. It's Warner Brothers. And you went 31 and a half seconds when you It's got against like a the law. Yeah, I know. And they Jeez. only muted it for like five seconds. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. that? It's like our show, then it's like, and it muted it when we weren't talking. So it kind of was nice. fine. It was yeah. anticlimactic. Like it literally was like music, then it was like blank, and we were just going like this. I was doing this, and you were just looking at me. And then it came back. <laughs> Hard cheese, Mark like, Zuckerberg. Hard freaking cheese. At least they like <laughs> blanked it in the perfect part. Like nothing was missed. Right. Just you know. But I think it's hilarious. They're like, how do they find that stuff? I'm like, and and the weird thing is, is that <laughs> is that it was during that we played two songs in that yeah. little break. Yeah. yeah. And it was just a small smidgen of the second song that they picked up on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they do that. Sakes. But Let them, you know. I think it's funny. You know what it is? You've seen Good Morning Vietnam, right? Yes. With those two twins, Tweedledum and Tweedledumber, you know, when they're the censors, that's what they got over at the Facebook. The Facebook. The Facebook. Yeah. Do you know that it originally was called the Facebook? I understand. That's why I said it. The Facebook. Do you know who who it's decided like, no. not to call it the Facebook anymore? It's like you know the Google. No, who did uh, who did that? It was um, the founder of Napster. Oh. Who actually does have a part of was part of the uh, wow. Facebook family in the Napster. very beginning. Holy so when Mark Zuckerberg was Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> was fighting with the other people, you know, when he was starting Facebook, right? Uh, he called it the Facebook, right? And then he went to dinner with uh, the founder of Napster and. He, you know, they had a little dinner and some wine and whatever, and then the the founder he leaves, and then before he leaves, he turns around and he goes, you know, I got a tip for you. And Mark Zuckerberg says, what? He says, call it Facebook. He says, take away the, just call it Facebook. And that was his idea. And that's that's true too, because I che- they did a fact checking after that film right. came out, and it actually is a true thing. So it was, wow. yeah. So it was. It, he's the one who decided to just say, just call it Facebook. I told you I had a boss up in Northeast PA 10 years ago. Larry Serafin was his name, or Serafin. I don't know how you spell it, but anyway. Those. And uh, so you figure I was, I was in my mid-40s. Larry was probably in his early 60s at that point, okay? He'd been, he's an old dog, been around doing radio sales and management since Marconi was around. And then, you know, some of the guys a little younger than me, because I was on, I think, but I really wasn't into it. So a couple of the guys who were like in their 30s were, you know, goofing around. And he goes, you guys with your MyFace and your Spacebook. Aye, aye, aye. I'm like, and he was serious. He was like, uh, Larry, it's the other way around. Whatever. I don't do none of that media social thing. With the with the the, the my face, the my face, <laughs> the Facebook. <laughs> I had a buddy out in PA also who was like, you know, we're we're, we're looking at um, possibly uh, not restoring per se, but his his father has uh, like a thirty year old, thirty two year old uh, Mercedes that's just been sitting around and it's not in bad shape, but it's been sitting around, so it's a little sketchy. And we were talking about, you know, we ought to get into, you know, like after my football season, you know, find find an old, you know, beater and kind of, you know, spruce it up a piece. He goes, what do you think we do this with, with Dad's Mercedes? You know what? Let me get on the Google. I'm going to access the Google. It's always the Google. Yeah, it's always the something. <laughs> my buddy Chris Shetler. Yo, Chris, what's up, pal? It's kind of hot in here. Uh, it's, no, it's a little bit. Uh, no, no, I'm fine. You don't have to. You fine? <laughs> All right. I'm just saying you don't have to. <laughs> 
right, well, let, her, let her grind, just, grind, knock it down anyway. Yeah. Woohoo! All right, okay. I mean, you don't have to. I was just saying it's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit stuffy. Oh, you're schwitzy? No. Did you find it a little bit stuff? Oh, fumble! I dropped my my bottle. Do you tepid. find it? A little I'll get it later. Just, it's a bit tepid. Yeah. It's a bit tepid. Do you find it a little bit stuffy? Just, just, a, just a piece. Just a little bit, yeah. a tad. Oh, well, I hear it. A tad stuffy. Thank you. Just of a course. little bit stuffy. Little yeah, bit. It, gets, it gets during the day, you know. Hey, uh, you got you didn't put the air conditioning on, did you? No, Dad, I did not. Oh, it's awfully cold this is in like here. It's such a weird time <laughs> oh. because it's like. Yes, sir. Love this. Go ahead. Uh-oh. We don't even know if we have AC over there. <laughs> oh, what? Snap. And I'm gonna tell you. Oh, wait a minute. Snap. Brand new building and. No, the, the, hold on. I got. I got. Hit the mic, Gino. I, I, I got. I got. Ah. I got to tell you this. Talk to us, Uncle Gene. Guys, guys can you hear me? Here we go. They wouldn't put the air conditioner in until it gets real hot. What? How hot do they want it? Like 80, well, 90? It's so hot that the squirrels down at the at the park have so to put ice around their nuts. Do not even know. If we have air over there. Okay, so so my question is, is they control Wait, the air for the whole building? Yeah, but here's the thing. They said, I want to we asked the power company, they said, well, we have nothing to do with the air. I said, okay, well, we have electric. Why don't we have air? We have air everywhere else. Yeah. Right. Well, they just didn't put it in your building yet. I'm like, they okay. just didn't put it in the building. And then when you go outside the building and you see there's one compressor missing, that might be ours. Oh. What? So, wow. even though we're in a new building, what's wrong with these people? The downside. <laughs> like, what is wrong with these people? Like, who picked these oh, people to be owners of this or to run? The Isn't there right next door to us? Yeah, right. So do you we go may have to go? have a sentence with this. Air, we don't have air. We oh, may have. By to... the way, the cleaning people took the, the the key home, so there's no bathroom. What? I had to use a Berkshire Hathaway the other day. Over there, when I was sitting. You got like a, um, a bottle or something you can piss in? I, I got the like, auto pal. You I know, can up cop at the a house. squat. I you can know. cop a squat if you like. I uh, mean, you guys, you know, you can just stick it in like a, a Poland Springs or I'll something. Just keep a funnel there for you. We, what are we going to do? Oh, like, no. like one of these? Listen, it doesn't matter. I never pee in here anyway, so. We need the piss boy. <laughs> Maybe it's like a bucket of shit. No, you do. You do look like the piss boy. <laughs> it's disgusting. We're so. Ooh, and so, okay. So let's get wow. no no toilet and no air conditioning. Put no, that together. No, the toilet is there. Put it. Yeah, you but you can't, can't use it. The clean. Put that together. Home, and I don't know if anybody else has an extra key. I don't have an extra. Where's it out in the hall? Yeah. Yeah. Remember we saw it in the hallway. So get a knife and jimmy the damn thing open. Oh. Well, bust it yeah. down, please. A la, a la Bruce Lee, just like five minutes. Saki, ha! Dad calls me like four years ago when I'm living down in Lawrenceville, and he's up in East Brunswick. Yeah, hey, I got a problem. What's the problem, Dad? I can't get into the bathroom. I accidentally locked the door. Can you come up and help me? Okay. I get up, and I'm looking at the thing. I'm looking at the thing, and I go out to the kitchen. Where are you going? Give me a second. I got myself a knife and just put it in there and poink. All done. Don't do that again. Okay. Locks are different now, though. Aren't the locks like different now? They don't. It's the same basic premise. This well, it is, but it isn't because it's got the thing on the outside, so you still got to get out in. Yeah, because usually like the inset is different now. So before Uh, you can stick it in and pop, now the inset is different, so you can't even stick it in. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. Yeah. 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 Yeah
That is correct. That is I've been watching a lot of The Office lately, so watch out. We've got a lot of... That's what she said coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so no AC. No air conditioning, so we're gonna have we're gonna we may have a BO problem. Oh. No toilet, so we may have a uh, a El Stinko oh, what problem. Else? And what else? Misery. Misery. Oh, there's, there's, more. More. there's more. But there's wait, more. there's more. Brand new windows, no right? any screens. Oh. Wait, new windows with no screens? Right. So you can open the windows, <laughs> but it's like windows. but all the bugs will come in. Right. All the bugs. So you can't open the windows. So go ahead. What else? Go ahead. <laughs> I got nothing to say. I'm speechless. Go ahead. So I guess what? You got to run over to Home Depot and get those sliding screens like Grandma used to have? I mean, that's the or you only put option. The, the, the fan in the window? You know, you put the fan in the window Which with the still double, is screenless, yeah. 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 You, you close it and you can hold it in like the that. The only one of the studios has windows. That's right. There you go. So the, in, the inside studio and is... that's the one we're not going to build. That's the first one. Oh. <laughs> Overture, turn the light. <laughs> this is it. I'm I just don't know what to say here. I don't now. even know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> we have air conditioning. Listen, I have all these ideas for guests. Work. I want to put all these guests on, and I'm like, in our new studio, but I'm going to tell them to bring, like, uh, what do you call those things that you have to keep in the freezer to keep cold? Like, when you put on, like, sore muscles? Yeah, like, like a bring, gel pack. A gel pack. Bring me a gel pack with you if you plan to come to our studio. Or those things that we sell over at the Clown College with the uh, that you put around your neck. You put them in the water and it stays cool for like two hours. Oh, that's pretty good too. Clown College, I yeah, like that. Thank you. Um, yeah, we can have an ice like a what do you call it? Like a cooler, and we'll keep coolers in the station. And in the coolers, we'll have like gel packs right. and different kinds. Of, so when the person starts like. You thinking you're gonna, they're gonna pass out right. um, from dehydration? Kind of like a like, construction worker when it's like two thousand degrees out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. can cool them down. Right. And you know the water. We can't keep the water that cold. Oh, we have to like. Gotta, you know, yeah. Maybe get dry ice. Ooh. That'll keep it cold for a really long time. <laughs> but we'll have to wear gloves to get anything out because then our hands will stick to the dry ice. So yeah. There's so many uh, options. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I'm this do makes it myself. me. Who's the mental Dude. midget makes these decisions? I have to. No, no, let's go talk to him. Well, that is a construction company that didn't want to put the screens in, and I guess the owner said, "Okay, don't." And of course, okay. Can I just say something don't. though? Isn't that a, like I think that's against the law? I don't know if it's no. I'm serious. I'm I'm not making a joke. The roads are in New Jersey, I don't know. I have to think about it, but I know with homes, you they can't homes. not have a screen. Like you have to have a screen. I think that's the law because babies, when babies were falling out of the windows back in the day, remember that kept happening for a while. They changed the laws in the states that all windows must have a screen because what was happening is people were in poor neighborhoods right. were opening the windows and babies were falling Get out up and dying. The ledge and out they go. Yeah, so it became a law. <laughs> so now I'm thinking. And your head they're breaks. actually maybe breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking, breaking the, the law. law. They might be breaking, I'm going to look that up. I think that's a law in New Jersey, along with the you know wheelchair access, but that's a whole other thing. We'll just, <laughs> just talk about all the laws that they're breaking. Slide up, this, up the steps on their uh, butt, whatever. It'll take them 10 minutes or whatever. That's hard. And windows. But, no, but the lady was really pissed when I went over to the uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. Because I guess... Evidently, everybody's going there. Nobody has a key. Well, okay, lady, here. You and your people get with the owner and lean on them hard about um, 
Yeah, air conditioning upstairs. It's that simple. She's letting the workers in. She, you know, what is she doing? Oh, wait a second. Didn't you have trouble opening the door or locking the door? Is that key? You're still having problems with that key. Oh. You have to kick the door. Say it again. You have to kick the door? To lock it, yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Because gotta, that's standard operating it. procedure, kids. OSHA, OSHA compliant. So, I know, and you have your card now. So I do. You are, he's OSHA compliant now, so I am, actually. I'm, I'm certified. Yeah. I am certified yeah. OSHA 10 training compliant. I wish that was there when I was there, because I'd Uh-oh. like to have that. You um, must kick the door. We're going to write on the side. Kick the door to lock. <laughs> the door frame, not the glass. Kick it, but isn't doesn't it you push open? or you It's got to go like an extra inch. Inch? Itch in. So whoever wow. built a bunch of morons built that building, apparently? Holy crow. Um, it's a brand new building, people. Brand new. Let's see. We should go down to my basement. It's a lot more accessible. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, this is like 2012. Yes, and there's air conditioning. Uh, and we're going into the summer months. I don't... You yay. Know. Heat. Like, this is just... <laughs> heat works good. No, I don't need... This is so wrong on so many levels. Wow. So... There we go. New York City. So maybe they'll come and put the compressor in maybe by June, July. What? (laughs) Christmas. No, summer months. They want to wait until it gets real hot. Why? What's with the waiting? Do we know that? All it has to do with, I can tell you, as a a computer technician and a radio... I mean, a, a car technician. Yes. That if you have gauges, it doesn't matter what the temperature is outside. The outside temperature, right? Okay. Because you're going by the gauges as they cycle off and on, right? It works the same way with compressors on the house, with the R22. It works the same way. But the ambient temperature does play a part on how cold you want. You can have it medium cold, you can have a super cold, or you can have it not cold at all. Well, you, you know, you, you, and I... And then they got to come back and charge it again. Tell me if I'm right, but I, I, I heard this fun. years ago when we when I was a kid, my parents were having having central air put into, you know, it's 90, it's 92 degrees out. Right. Okay. And dad it's had... It's heavy temperature outside. It's, yeah, 92. Right. It's, right. it's humid, it's July, it's New Jersey, it's 92, Okay. And, you know, mother and dad had that thing set at 72. And it's grinding on all day, all day, and all day because it's not getting down to 72. Now, I can see a little validity into this, but after further review, the guy who put the first system in, he kind of goofed it up a bit. And he was saying, well, you know, you can only get it down about 15 degrees from the, uh, from the outside ambient temperature. So that would put it at uh, like you know seventy seven degrees. There, there is some truth to that, but but however, it could still be air conditioning in there. They don't right. have the compressor in there. Well, that's the that, that, that's the problem over here. There's nothing and, zero. And zero. let me tell you, most of the compressors, as far as I can see, are small. So uh, it's going to overwork them. Yeah. I mean, they don't want to spend the extra five grand, ten grand, twenty grand. For the compressors, so they work less harder, but they're willing to spend whatever it is for the compressors, so they work harder. Doesn't make any sense. So they're going to replace them. Yeah. 
more often. It's like the guy goes by the big box for a gas grill. It's $159, Marge. Meanwhile, the grill specialist shop has a, a, a nice grill for $312.95. He's going to go through three yep. Yep. of those buck 59ers before he even right. has to think about replacing that nice gas grill from the R.E. Smith Company in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, by the way. That's uh, $315. That... that Nice one, that Arkler from R.E. Smith Company is going to last like six, seven, eight years. The other one, he's going to be done in two. So we'll buy three of these things. Same philosophy. They're going to go through three sets, four sets of compressors, whereas they, and it's going to cost them, say, $15,000. Had they just spent the 10 initially, they'd have had those things for what? 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah, but John, my point is, who's going to be inconvenienced? The people. The that, people that in the is, building. Right. Right Hello. here. Don't, they don't, don't care. Don't don't they don't care because they're not there all the damn time. Right. And when it gets, and guess what? Here's what's probably going to happen with the again Einstein over there, the mental midget owner guy, sits in his office, and all of a sudden, about ten forty in the morning, oof, getting a little hot. Whoop, gotta go. And then out the door they go. I have a question. When's the last show this week? Like what day? Right, Friday night. Friday night. So that only gives you like the weekend to move all this crap. No, not really. What do you mean? So, oh, well, they're going to move some stuff Friday night, and I'm coming in Saturday with a team here about 1 o'clock, and we're going to move a lot of stuff. I would have just taken a week off with we the shows. Can't. Oh. We can't. We need the money for over there. We can't. I just I wanted to. I, that's why Christmas would have been perfect. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Two weeks. I mean, the snow and all. Yeah, 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 but. But there was none. There was. Right. It was, yeah. It would have been, right. per- been perfect. Would have been perfect for us. Yeah, because this is going to be a pain in the ass. I mean, looking around, I'm already, like, aggravated. No, you don't want to. It's all Ruben. It's all Ruben. If a table is it's broke. It's all Ruben? No, I said, oh, I told Ruben, if a table is broke, something's broke, just throw it out there. We'll either do without it over there, or we'll get a new one. You know? We don't need it right now. So it's less okay. of a tape. Things are moving, kids. Well, here's the good those news. those extra tables that are up there? Are they across already? You took them already. Yeah. No, yeah, here's the good news, kids. This thing is happening. Next time we talk to you, we'll be knock on whatever wood-like product we'll this is. We'll be sweating our balls wishing. off. <laughs> you well, wish you were back here. Oh, yeah, smokes. we'll be sweating our balls off. No well, bathroom. Well, we'll come prepared. We'll come prepared. Right? Bring a bucket. Yeah, we'll you watch. I'll bring, I'll, you know what I still up. have? I have one of the hospital things. You know, the, you know when you gotta a take catheter? a leak. No, uh, not a catheter. The little, the little bottle with the handle that you stand up and take a leak in. I don't know what that is, but the little urinal thing. I don't. I've never. I I'm bringing it to next week. I'll bring it next week. You'll. Uh, it's an emergency. I don't. Yes. I don't. Also known as the auto pal. Take it on long trips, and you don't have to stop. We'll have to prepare. Be while you drive. Drive <laughs> well, while you can. It's a today kind of thing. <laughs> no, there was nothing like interesting this week. I can't even think of anything that was interesting this week. Like there were so many interesting things last week. Like so many things going on and this week. Meh, not really. I, I anything. Not not to be Johnny Downer. Um, oh God! No, 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 oh, no! Okay. But it's, it's, it's no, it's, it's, it's real. Okay? Oh, no, I'm saying that. This is, this is where we live in real town. I uh, and I posted on, on on Facebook on the Facebook yesterday evening, um, and forgive me. I, I uh, oh no no no. Um, the the guy's last name when this is no joke. So please, the guy's last name is Slutman S L U T M I N, and he's a uh, he was a New York City uh, firefighter. 
He's also a U.S. Marine. Mm -hmm. He's also a volunteer fireman. Where get this? He's an NY FDNY. Lives in Maryland. Is a Marine. Was over in the Middle East, and he was part of that that uh, that bombing where the where the three uh, the three Marines died the other day. Yes. And you know, there's there was a guy from Long Island who was with him. Another Marine, young guy, twenty five. And the third guy was from York, Pennsylvania. But this guy here, Firefighter Slipman, they, uh, they talked about him yesterday. Three beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous little girls, 10, 8, and 4. They're like little Xerox copies of him and his wife. Um, and, and just a really, really, you know, happy, attractive, you know, positive-looking wife. And here now, you know, he's, uh, he's not making it home. So, you know... Here again, whenever I'm not going to dwell on that because it's it's sad, it's upsetting, and so forth. And it was also on the national news last night, not just out of New York City. Um, so it's a it's a thing. Plus, I even heard it this morning, getting ready for work on WCBS News Radio 88 as part of the top of the hour national Did news broadcast. I'm sorry. Do you get paid when every time you say a radio station? No, why would you say that? I don't know because you you always say it like you're announcing it. You always say, "Yeah, you know, last News night." News Radio was, 80 WS, yeah, yeah. WCBS. You're like, yeah, you know, um, when they used to do it on WNDZ, and then you're like, WNBC. That's, yeah, that's, always, that's how it is. But you you always uh, talk. I feel like you're plugging. No, I'm just. I'm, I think I should pay you. I'm referencing. Somebody should pay you for that. Uh, if they want to pay me, they pay me. I'm just saying this is where I heard it that this uh, that this this. True patriotic hero, God love him, and God love his family, his neighbors, his colleagues, his friends. Um, you know, he's, he's no longer with us, uh, Firefighter Slipman from, uh, from, the, from the Bronx. He was stationed in the Bronx. And again, a volunteer fireman down in Maryland where he lives. Go figure. Works in New York City, lives in Maryland. It's a lot traveling. Well, I'm thinking he probably stays at the firehouse, you know, the five days, however he's on, he's on, and then he goes home for for his weekend, whether it's an actual weekend or like you know Tuesday and Wednesday. I saw something about a a, a guy who was the chief of police in um, I don't remember if it was Delaware or Maryland. I think it was Delaware. He's the chief of police, and then he's the chief of police in a town in New York as well. Oh, my. So he travels between the two towns, and the mayor of one of the towns was like, well, we can't have him be at both towns. But then all the people are rallying for him, saying that he can do both towns. But I right. found that very odd, because his travel time, I think he says travel time was three hours. I'd imagine. Something like that. Yeah. And he's the, he's the chief of police in both towns? I think it was... No, it was Pennsylvania. It was Pennsylvania and New York. That's what it was. But right. it was small towns. It wasn't like main cities. Well, and that's know? just it. I mean, yeah. you still have a lot of these little hamlets, villages, and burgs, so to speak. Right. That, you know, there's there's not a whole lot. I mean, every 25 years, we had a break-in. And, uh, well, we found out it was a possum. You know, it's one of those deals. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of those towns up through... Uh, through Pennsylvania, well, even, even in upstate New York as well. Right, right. So you know, what awesome. the guy do his thing to me. Yeah. I just wanted, to, I just wanted to mention Firefighter Slipman from um, from my uh, from from the Bronx. Uh, I don't recall the house number, but um, matters not if you uh, if you if if you're so inclined, or if you know somebody who's either a Marine, a volunteer fireman, or a fireman, you know who gets paid for being on the job. Google. Do your do a search for um, firefighter Slutman S L U T M A N. 
Um, just you know, one of the good guys as far as I'm concerned. I don't know him, but you know what? You get a feel about things, and that's the feel I have. Did he pass him. away while fighting a fire? Or? No, it was in. He was in. Uh, he was overseas. And, oh, he was overseas uh, as a marine. Okay. As a marine, okay. it was a bombing. It I didn't was know a, if been... a bombing, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. an IED. Um, you know, over... there were three of them, right? Was yeah, there again, three? The, the, okay, now was, I remember the story. Was him, the yeah. kid from uh, Long Island, I and the guy the story. from uh, York, Pennsylvania. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I do remember reading that. So, you know, it just it uh, last night as I'm seeing this story, it just, I, you know, me, I, 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 for whatever reason, I will wear it on my sleeve, and it, it, it bothered me. It bothered me. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot that bothers me. Uh, is, uh, I mean, there really is. Is, is that right? There's a lot that bothers Stop me. Stop it. I never used to be like that. I used to like, you know what's weird as you get older? Like you start caring more about things right. that you didn't care about before. Like I really didn't give a crap about like what, what happened to other people, whatever. You know, like it, you get to a point where everything pisses you off. Oh, like everything. Thank you. Thank you. Now you kind of are getting a little idea of why I'm always so aggravated with, with the, 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 the incendiary, the little bullshit that happens from time to time. Well, you're Enough. just a, you're a curmudgeon. I well. mean, that's, that's for sure. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, you know what it is? Like, are you vocal? Are you curmudgeon. vocal about it? Like, I mean, that's the main thing. Are you vocal about your... I mean, I, I honestly, I get aggravated. I'm just like, well, people are dumb. I, so like, you know, it's the general public. Like bing bong and clang clang and ding dong all over the yard. Hey, hey, on the street... I don't want you running around, tripping, falling, and hurting yourself potentially on the lawn. And there they are again. And there they are again. Hey, yo, I told you. Off. Go. Wait, is that now. Really, is that really happening to you? Or you yes. Just, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I was like, is it that does. a movie set? What are you talking about? No, I'm serious. Oh. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, you know, these Brunswick are you yell at people? Of... You yell at people yes. off the lawn? Oh, you really are. Completely... Hell yeah. You I know, I am East Brunswick's Walt Kowalski, and, and I'm, I'm uh, proud uh, proud to be. I'll tell you something that annoyed me. And you, this is so, I don't know why, I got really annoyed by it. So I was coming back from, uh, I think, Target or something like that. Who knows? So I'm back, and I looked, so we have these big dumpsters in front of our development, these like big, big dumpsters. A lot of times people put things in front of the dumpsters that they don't want, and people will take them. Right. And we actually have a truck that comes through once a week and picks up stuff, gives it to the vets, you know, and some and then some people rummage through, you know, it happens. So I see sofas and mattresses and tables and lamps and all kinds of stupid stuff, you know. So I come up, this is Saturday, Saturday in the day, I think it was Saturday afternoon, and um, I was coming back. Oh, no, no, no. I was coming back from dance class. That's what it was. So I'm coming back. So I noticed next to the dumpster, there are books. I took a picture, actually. There are <laughs> books. And I'm not talking like one book or two books. I'm talking three boxes of books. Okay. And I mean tons and tons and tons of books. And I'm looking at the books, and I'm thinking to myself, Self? Who throws away books? Who throws away books? And I get it. It's 2019, you know, the young people, they, they read stuff on their iPads, they, they, on their laptops, they don't, you know, they don't, they, they don't like read books anymore, blah, 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 but I'm like, they're books, like you throw a book in the, I found it like sacrilegious almost, I was right. like offended, I was offended by it, I was like, well, 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 you couldn't get off your fat ass 
and donate him. Bring him to the library. Or bring him to like a senior home. Seniors love to read. I mean, or or donate him to some. There's all these different donations you can do for books. Your big fat ass. I don't know who it is, but I'm assuming <laughs> your big fat ass dumped all these books next to the dumpster, right? I'm thinking. She said ass dump. <laughs> oh my god, I was so mad. So I'm thinking, how do I get rid of these? Because I I wasn't able to get them all out. I didn't have a car, obviously. So I'm like, I gotta get. I gotta do something. I gotta do something. What have you done? So I took pictures, and I put it on the Facebook Marketplace, which is the Facebook Marketplace right. is where they, like, sell things. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put it up here, and I'm going to let people know. Hey, there's all these books. They're curbside. They're not mine, meaning I didn't dump them because I don't want people yelling at me. And I'm like, come and get them or donate them or whatever you want to do. Get them out of here. Cause I, so sure enough, these people are, like, emailing me. How could they do this to the books? This is terrible. This is horrible. And I had one woman, she's like, well, you got to go donate them. You got to go donate them. I'm like, listen, I didn't dump the books. Don't start, like, unloading on me, mother effer. Like, I'm the one put, if I didn't put them up for you to see, you wouldn't even know they were there. So shut the F up. (laughs) See? Like, really? Like, no, but people are starting attacking me. Yeah, I'm trying to do something good. And obviously, if I could bring him myself, I would have brought him myself. I'm just trying to keep my lawn nice, and these chinks are on here running around being like jerk-offs. Holy crap. That was so politically Same thing. But anyway, so I'm like, what the, what? So she's like, she goes, I'm a book lover, Ooh. and I'm I'm immobile, and I can't get them myself. Oh, I'm immobile, too. I can't get them either. I put them up so somebody can come get them. I was so angry. I'm like, these are not my books. I did not dump them. It clearly says in the post, these aren't mine. I put it in capitals. Yeah. I didn't put them there. But I'm letting people know, hey, there's all these books. Come and get them so they're not put in the dumpster. That's I'm trying to save books here. It's a book rescue. Jeez, <laughs> So I go on my rant on Facebook, ready to beat the crap the out of rant. somebody. The rants get raging. You know? I was getting angry. <laughs> you? And then stop it. The next day, all the books are gone. All, all the of them. Books are gone. So I don't know if people came and got them. And I was trying to check on my ring, but I didn't see anybody what? take them. They just kind of disappeared. They're gone. <laughs> So I hope somebody came and got him. But I was getting angry. Let me tell you about these books. <laughs> Who throws that book? I just think it's weird to throw That's that books. That's a little nutty. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a lot of at some point here a lot of books to uh, deal with up at uh, up at the old homestead in East Brunswick. Right. But I already have an idea of again getting a hold of the library or you know getting a hold of uh, the folks at church and say, hey, listen, do we know of any groups, organizations, what have you that could use these? I mean, from, you know, Leon Uris's QB7 to, like, Mother had this, this, this 12 or 14 thin, you know, like, like a 8 by 11 size volume of, like, a medical encyclopedia from, like, the 19, late 1950s. Okay, whatever. I mean, it's, there's all kinds of things. Paperbacks, hardbacks, large, small, whatever. There's all sorts of books that I'm, I'm never going to be interested in. I'm never going to read. But there they are, you know. And it's funny you mention that because I stare at them. I see them every night. They're mm-hmm. right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, you know, you've given me some good ideas. Yeah, they, they have it's like time a lot. You to do Google what needs to be done. book donations near me, and they'll come right. up with all the different book donations. And like I said, hospitals and other things. Right. Um, I actually, when I relocated from Boston, 
I sold, I had a yard sale and sold all my books, the ones I didn't want, uh, for a dollar. And here's the weird thing. I used to, I was a big avid reader. I still read, but I was an avid reader. And I realized I had hundreds of books and particularly paperbacks. Mm -hmm. And like I had a bookshelf and it was like John Saul, James Patterson, Stephen King, Dean Koontz, like all these, you know, uh, authors that I read. And then like when I had to move, I was looking at the bookshelf and I was thinking, well, I've read all these. Right. They're paperback. I've read them all. Why? Why do I even have them? Like what? I'm like presenting them. Like look at me. I'm so well read. Ooh. Like people come to my house. I go. Do you see on my bookshelf? I read these. <laughs> like really. Like I don't get the point of it. I'm like you know it doesn't really make much sense to keep the books. It really doesn't because no. if you've read them, why do you like people do that? And I was thinking. Like I started thinking about it. Unless it's like a really like rare hardcover or it's autographed or it's like a book that has like meaning but all when people have shelves of books all these books right what are they doing with them what are you doing with them you're just displaying them to let people know that you're intelligent now see the other thing i could do this is a nice little happy bonus you know when when we're unloading the house and selling it and everything out the back there's a there's a bank about 75 yards goes down the water i could just throw them down the bank no don't do that i could no, but don't. Why? Throw the books in the bank? It's paper. It go back to the earth from whence oh, it came. Don't, are you trying to piss me off? No, I'm just saying it's like natural paper. It'll go right back to the... No, to the it won't. Sure, certainly it will. There's leaves and crap and weeds and junk that I throw down there. Are you, try, there. Are you trying just, to irritate oh. me? No, I'm just saying. It's like always put a litter bag in your car. Okay. So when your when your car gets stuck in the snow or the ice. No, no, no. When it gets full, you just roll the window down, toss it right out. Done. He is trying to be funny. He is trying to be funny. I get it. Now that's an old Steve Martin one. Anyway, that one. Anyway, I'm just saying. I could though. Why do you even have books? And you just no, exactly. If you're done with them, what are you going to do with them? Yeah, what are you going to do with them? Give them to the library. And that's so. so I sold all of my paperbacks. Um, I sold them all. The only ones I kept. Where, like I said, when I had a couple hardcovers that meant something. I have a couple autographed books um, from people I had met. And, uh, you know, I kept those and anything with any kind of meaning. But everything else, I just got rid of all those books. I read them all. Well, what are you going to do with What them? am I going to do with them? Yeah. Makes no sense. But to just throw them in a dumpster? What the hell is wrong with you? No, you put them down the bank. Are you high? Put them right down the bank. All right, it's over. <laughs> I'm done with that joke. <laughs> Right down. We're done with the jumper. It goes right uh, down. It goes with its paper. It comes, comes from wood. It goes right back amongst the trees. I want to mention, this is a New Jersey native. He's ignoring me. Yeah, I kind of passed him. Because you were talking about the firemen in the Bronx. Right. Um, this is a gentleman. He is a service in the service. Um, his name was Derek Nelson, 44 years old, from Westfield, New Jersey. Um, he... Donated oh, yes, his yes, bone yes, marrow yes, yes. Oh, to a fourteen-year-old boy who lived school in principal. France. He's a school principal too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah. He's a school principal. He's also he's also a member of the military. As mm-hmm. You can see. Um, is that him? That is him. He donated his bone marrow to a fourteen-year-old boy in France that he never met. Right. Never met him. Didn't know him, and he died because of the procedure. He had complications from the procedure and mm-hmm. died. Did it back in February, and he's been he's been like in a in a comatose state. He was in a coma for like correct. two months. Yeah, something went a little sideways, and uh, the proce- the procedure I guess was okay. The marrow was harvested, correct. But the the result for his person was not good. 
and uh, he was a father of a six-year-old girl. Yeah, 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 Um, yeah. The whole school I heard never got to enjoy his good deed. They said, which just breaks my heart. And the whole school, they Um, said he was the best guy ever. Yeah, he was an officer in the army reserve. Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you something. I don't know many people who would go through a procedure, and and if you know anything about bone marrow transplant, it's extremely painful. Right. It's a very painful procedure. And from what I understand, he was telling his friends and family that he felt if if he went through pain, it didn't matter because it was worth it. Oh, hello. He gave his life for this kid who we never met. Yep. And I'll tell you something. I, my hat's off to this man. I'm telling you, it's, yeah. uh, it's heartbreaking that he lost his life that way. But hopefully this, this 14-year-old will live a long, full life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully we'll honor him. Uh, for what he did, I was just saying, you wonder life. if he if he knows the story at all. Oh, he must. I mean, he wow. must. He must know. I mean, usually when you get a transplant, they they want to know who their donor is, and sometimes they'll connect with their donor later on, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but he's from New Jersey, and um, like I said, it's, uh, I think we should honor this man for doing <coughs> a deed such as that. Because I can tell you, with all honesty, I don't know if that's something I would do, you know, for someone I had never met. I got to I mean, tell you, you, you want to know who, uh, now I don't know if, if they are anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, for the longest time, you, you want to know who's on the donor list for stuff like that was my Jamie. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I first met her back 25, 26 years ago, we got talking about, you know, how you do when you first meet somebody and you get to know them. And she's, oh, yeah, I'm on the, on the marrow donor um, you know, list the nation, the nationwide or the not for after she dies, like while no, she's no, no, alive. No, right now, yeah, I yeah. Mean, you know, so if another, someone called her right now and said, "I need your bone marrow," she would give her bone marrow. That's how it goes. Wow. That's wow. how it goes. You know, yeah, and I, now, again, I don't know if she's still on it, but I know that that's, she was for the longest time. I don't know that she's not, but she, and I said, "Isn't that really like a, you know, an intricate and fairly painful procedure?" She said, "Yeah, but you know, having and previously having worked for the American Red Cross." She said, this is something that, you know, I, I think is, is worthwhile. And it's, you know, it's not like they're going to be knocking on my door every five minutes. It's, it's matches are extremely few and very far in between to come by. But she said, you know, if, if I could be one, well, then, you know, let's yeah, go. That's basically. pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, I is, thought so, too. It is a, a painful procedure Oof. and to give... Uh, I think just to give to someone you've never met. I mean, that's just. I mean, that is the most uh, thoughtful thing you can do for anyone. I agree. And and, and uh, I, I can't. I can't even imagine how how uh, how upsetting that is to uh, for his family. Because um, you know he was he died doing a very good deed. Um, but it is the same as if you're in the military and you're giving for your country and you right. die giving for, to your country. Here's a man who wasn't. He was a school principal. He was in the army. But when they loved him at the school, they, yeah, they really, loved him really at that thought school. he was a very good just principal. Very great guy. He was all about uh, the students. He was. Mm-hmm. It was also all about the uh, the staff and the teachers and everybody. He was just. He was that guy. Yeah. He was the guy. Whenever you were in school, if you had a favorite teacher or a principal or a guidance counselor, he was all of them wrapped into one. Right. And uh, I heard. Uh, matter of fact. Uh, uh, I'm going to do it again on Q104.3. This morning I heard uh, the news with with on uh, the Jim Kerr Morning Show with Shelly Sunstein's news. Uh, brought to you by Duncan. Um, America <laughs> runs on Duncan, by the way. But no, it, it, in complete seriousness, Shelly was on there this morning talking about that. And, uh, you know, I, I 
thought much the same thing. Yeah. What? Heartbroken. What a guy. Yep, that's what, a hero. That's what, a hero. Please. That is a hero. Don't even get me started. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, he shouldn't. No, no, no. He shouldn't have anything. This guy is uh, all of that and, and a whole truckload of chips. I mean, you know, he's off to the next big adventure, so he's fine. We'll see and maybe hopefully meet him one day when we go, when we get there, however that works. I don't In know. Heaven. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, I, 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 I believe that, and I know we've had that discussion, and I'm not trying to flight that discussion back up, but I firmly believe that this guy... You well, know, he's Frank's not here, so we don't have to uh, talk about well, it. He that. was the one who, who brought it up. Remember? I remember. Yeah. But this this guy, this Derek Nelson, this Principal Nelson from Westfield, he's uh, he's on to the next big adventure, and he's loving it all. He's got to be loving every second of it. So, and 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 the and the, the, the young lad over in France, good for him. Mm-hmm. Have a very long, prosperous, successful life, son. Seriously, um, it's big, big. There's a movie called Seven Pounds. Have you ever heard or seen that movie? I have not. So it stars Will Smith. Came out a while ago, but you made me think about. That's what made me think about it. It's. It is. I think it's a great film. I. I. It's one of my favorite Will Smith's films, though it's very underrated. People don't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, it's about a man who wasn't paying attention. He went out with his wife. They went out, you know, to a dinner date. He drank some wine or whatever. So he gets into a car accident and he kills six people. Oh, wow. And uh, he, go, he kills, no, he kills, kills six people, kills himself, seven, yeah, he kills seven people. So he kills seven or six, but, it, you know, I don't want to, but he killed, including his wife. His wife is oh. one of the people he, he kills. Wow. So he lives, but he ended up running his car into a van of kids. Um, so the kids died. And so the, so through the whole movie. Whoa. It's him, he tries to redeem himself. But you don't really know, I'm giving you the ending now, but you don't know what he's doing until the end of the movie. Which is, I I love this film. I cried so freaking hard. I mean, snots and all. I was crying so hard (laughs) when I saw this film. But what's amazing about this film is, and I saw it blindly, I didn't know what it was about. Someone said, oh, it's called Seven Pounds. I said, what the hell does that mean? Well, seven pounds is how much a heart weighs. Seven pounds. So that's why it's called Seven Pounds. But he, it was seven pounds, and he killed seven people. Oh. So the whole movie, you're like, what is this guy doing? It's so it's shot in a way that you really have no idea what the hell he's doing. And, and you only see flashbacks of the car accident. You just see flashbacks of it. And then you'll see certain little things, and you'll see him talking to his wife who's dying, and you'll see kids flying in a van. Like, and you're like, what the freak is going on? And, and it's crazy because... Throughout the film, he goes through different procedures and does different things. And one of the things he d- it shows him doing is giving bone marrow. And you're like, what's he doing? Why is wow. he doing this? He gives bone marrow, b- bone marrow to uh, a kid. So what he does is he tries to do something good for seven people and seven families. He tries to do something good to make up for everybody that he killed. Um, you know, he has one one woman, she's poor, and she's, like, in Section 8 with her kids, and she's starving. So he gives her a whole bunch of money and puts her in a home on a beach. And, like, all these different things he does. And it is the most amazing thing. I'm going to tell the ending, because the ending is, like, sorry. No, it's still right. watch the film. It doesn't I still matter. Just, still here, but the me, ending is important. Let me just interrupt for a second. Yes, okay, I'm a little curmudgeonly on one hand. On the other hand, however, again... 
and, and tell her unless you give me a reason not to, my heart is big. And I oh, put I it, die, yeah. and I and I put it on my sleeve and things like this. Oh, you have to watch. This I, movie. I have to say whether it's a story on the news or a movie, you know, a, a story. Period. Uh, again, the older I get, the more it really speaks to me. Go ahead. So yeah, so what he does is he uh, makes a will and testament. So what he does is he falls in love with this woman. And the woman has heart issues, and they've given her a certain amount of time to live. So what he does is, and so he meets her, and then he meets a guy who's blind. And so he's meeting all these people with all these problems. So in the final act of the film, he kills himself. And the way he kills himself, in in a way, it's like in a cryogenic way, so that his organs are maintained. Right. And he has in his will that this girl that he fell in love with will get his heart. Wow. I'm gonna cry thinking about it. And his his eyes go to the man he met who's blind. Yeah. And so it's oh my god, I'm gonna cry, but it's so sad. I'm gonna cry. You have to see this movie. <laughs> but anyway, I'm so emotional. No, but but you know, it is extremely again. well done film, and I, I it surprises me that it didn't get as much uh, praise as I think it should because uh, it was an amazing film. It came out like ten years ago. I was going to say film. you yeah. mentioned it, and I and I do yeah. kind of remember seeing uh, trailers or promos for it, yeah. you know, uh, several years ago. I um, mean, everybody talks about his other film, which came out actually around the same time. Um, the one where he was the father the with the son, of Pursuit of Happiness. Yes. That came out in the same time. And The Pursuit of Happiness got a lot more attention than right. Seven Pounds did. But Seven Pounds, holy crap. I mean, I, I'm crying now because I was I don't think I ever cried that hard in a movie. I was like, I needed recovery time. <laughs> I was, it was so bad. Well, but that's what it made me think about. Well, because and, and not uh, for nothing. I mean, you know, again, stories created stories yeah. or somewhat based upon things that have happened, along with real stuff, real events like this Derek Nelson from Westfield, New Jersey. Yes. Uh, again, the older I get, the more on, on one aspect of my life, I'm no nonsense, no bullshit, knock it off. Because, you know, earlier on, oh, don't worry about it, John's, he'll be okay with that, John's a good guy. Yes, I am a good guy, but you know what, don't, don't walk on me. Okay, whether it's, you know... Don't, old, don't F me over. No, whether it's an mm-hmm. old friend who uh, all of a sudden turns uh, turns weird and just nasty on me, or, or the dopey people from two doors down after the 18th time, please don't do that on my stuff, where I have to get a little nasty, okay? That's one side. No nonsense, no BS. Stop it. The other side of it here, again, not to be redundant, but it does bear repeating. And think of this, you know, in your own lives... You know, how real this can be with things that matter and speak to you. I see stuff like Derek Nelson from Westfield, New Jersey. And like you with this movie recap, you know, uh, 24 hours ago, they're telling that story on, uh, on, on the news out of New York City on Channel 7. Right. Here, I'm going to do it again. Channel 7, I would just news at 6. I knew you were going to do that. Okay. But it's true, okay? And I'm seeing this thing, and I literally had to get up off the sofa, out of the TV room, go out to the kitchen so, you know, I could just get a moment by myself where no one's going to see and or hear me because it upset me. You should see this, you know, these these people, I'm going back to the story about the firefighter, just a, just a gorgeous family of five people, the, yeah. him, his wife, and his three girls, absolutely just right out of the, you look up, you know, family in the dictionary, there it is, right there, right there. 
and now poof, he's done. He's gone. It just that stuff speaks to me. That kind of thing with with Derek Nelson out of Westfield, mm-hmm. that speaks to me. Yes. That kind of story, whether it's again created out of the clear blue sky or based upon, and I have to think that in some way, shape, manner, or form, consciously or not, seven pounds. That story could very well have been based upon stuff that you know whoever wrote it had seen, knew of, experienced, or or whatnot, because right. that's. That's a deep pile of information to have to conglomerate, put together, and then put it to a story. Wow! Yeah, I can't even imagine. And even so, just hearing it, and I, and I, the more you're saying it, yeah. the more I'm remembering. I want the, you to the watch promo. it. I think you'll uh, yeah. cry. You'll oh, cry. Please, hello. I know you will. I, I I'm serious. I'm going to find out where it's where it's streaming if I can find something because I don't know. Do you what do you have any what do you have at home? What's your provider? Uh, Xfinity. Xfinity. Yeah. We'll see if I can find it on demand and, and let you know. I got the Xfinity. The Thank Xfinity. Because you, you don't have streaming at your house. You just have the cable, regular cable. Correct. Right. I'll find I it. I know that there's on demand. So if it's something yeah. I can look I'll for. I'll find it for you. I can I'll look find for it for you. Um, I wanted to talk about Justin Gazillo. I'm going to actually ask him to be on the show. Justin Gazillo. Justin Gazillo. <sighs> so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Justin Gazillo. Tell I think me he's, about uh, Justin He's G. 14 years old. What he's up, a young G? boy. 14 years old. So I, as you know, teach dance to children. I've been teaching dance now uh, 12 years. Yeah. Um, I love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, but, you know, as a dancer, choreographer, teacher, you know a lot about certain things and who you love. And, I, you know, I love Fosse. I love Fosse. I love his style. It's, you know, no one's compared to Fosse. Exactly. No one, did, <laughs> no one choreographs like Fosse. Never will. I mean, he's the one that came up with a lot of those... Those move. That's all Fosse. Mm-hmm. You know, all those movements that he did were all. You know, that was came from his head, and people copy him all the time. Um, as a matter of fact, what's crazy is that exactly. What's crazy is that you know that Michael Jackson wanted Fosse to uh, to direct Thriller originally right? before John Landis. Yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, because of the choreography that he loved from Fosse. But anyways, there is a miniseries on um, on FX called uh, Fosse Verdon. Yes. And it's about uh, Bob Fosse and yep. his second wife. Um, uh, and so it's it's actually pretty good, but I wanted to watch it because I like watching the dancing. I don't really care about the drama itself, but I like watching the dancing. So there is a young actor in that show who plays young Fosse. Oh. And he is from Robbinsville, New Jersey. Ta-da! And actually goes to Pond Middle School right down the street. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, he's still in middle school. Yeah, he's in middle school. Wow. He's a little babe. Dude. He's a little babe. Justin, he goes to up, Pond. Little, yeah, he's, and it's crazy. He's a dancer. A young kid, and uh, yeah, he's... Uh, I'm looking at his IMDB page now, but um, yeah, he plays young Bob Fosse, and I just found this out because, you know, I know a lot about my town. I'm always following my Robbinsville town. Word? My peeps, what up, Robbinsville? Hey. Um, and yeah, so I'm kind of excited about it, so I am going to reach out to his mom and see if we can get him on our show, because I would love to talk to him. This is his first film. I think it's his first film. Yeah, this is his first film. Let me interrupt one second. So, yeah. Back to Seven Pounds. Our good friend Doug Lack from uh, Over Yonder says uh, that uh, Seven Pounds is on Netflix. Yes. We got the Netflix, we got out, the in, Netflix. out in Pennsylvania, don't you know? Yeah, go, so, then when you go to Pennsylvania, definitely watch Seven I Pounds. I may have to. Put it on your watch list. Thank you, Doug Lapp. Thank you, Doug Lapp, my man. Doug Lapp. I miss him. 
You know, I saw D- Doug Lap. I saw him on a train. I was going to Comic Con. Right. And I was I go by myself to these things. You know that I go to like Walker Stock or Comic Con. I always go by myself. But I was like on the train, and he was there with his son. Oh. And I was like, that looks like Doug Lap. So I was like, we rode the train together. We hung out a little bit at Comic-Con. We separated because, you know, he had to do his own thing. I did my own thing. Uh, And then I met up with Dennis Clark. Oh, my. At Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I I rode the train with him. And it's pretty interesting. Doug Lap would be a good guest. You want to know why? Because Doug has a past life. You know anything about Doug's past life? I got to say, I don't. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Doug. He says you're you're welcome. Pre-global. Yeah. He worked in the movie business in New York City. Yeah, in the film business. Put me in the movies. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. yeah, did you know that about I him? I had no earthly clue. And he worked on like science fiction films. I think he did a little bit of something for Star Wars. Or what kind of fiction? A, science. Science. <laughs> but he's he's someone who's, who's very interesting. I mean, that's one thing. I'd love to talk to him about his his past life. Because you know what what's fascinates me is... Maybe we can sit in the waiting room one night. Or we can wait in the sitting room. That too. But you know what fascinates me is that when you meet people and you look at their what they've done before, like in their past life. Right. And I think me and, De- me and Doug used to talk about it when we were in resale together. I used to say I never thought I'd end up working in an industrial place, selling industrial products, because I worked in the music business. Right. And I did films and I did a lot of acting and singing and stuff. And I had big dreams, dreams of making it big. You know, spent time in New York City, did my TV shows and all commercials, and I'm thinking, I'm going to be a big star. And he said, you know what? When I was younger, I thought the same thing. I was working in the movie industry in New York, and I was working with some of the biggest films, and I was like, I'm going to be a big movie maker. I had no idea. And there we were, sitting at the Global, going, what the hell happened? And it's interesting. It is. Isn't it? It's interesting. And I'm sure when you were younger, working in radio, you had dreams of what you wanted to do with your life. I was going to be the boss jock on the mega mother 100,000 watt flame throwing son of a bitch in radio station number one and getting higher all the time even on on 77 WABC or 66 WNBC um, but that yeah you know what I mean? And then, you, I do, and then I do, I do, please. And then you sit at Global and you kind of Why do you think I do this? this? Because right. this is this is my WNBC. This, this is our outlet. Because I know that you sit there. Oh. Uh, my... What kind of what kind of bin do you want? Do you want it in green or a blue? <laughs> <laughs> Valid question, by the way. Uh, do you do you want uh, do you want which kind of wheels? Do you want the galvanized wheels? Okay. And uh, what kind of ladder are you looking for? What, how many? Yeah, okay. To Warner Let's go th- fiberglass, please. And do you think in the back of your head, like, what? I hear. Because <laughs> I do. Hey, you can. Do, I do. Listen, Doug, whomever, you could call 609-807-2492. You know? Yeah. On a roll, off a roll, a Kaiser roll, Kaiser Wilhelm, you know, whatever. We'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be glad to speak with you. And, it's so true, You know, commits it around. It's so true. Yeah. And then, like, all the people that we had at Global worked, uh, who were veterans, you know, were vets. Yeah, oh, my and goodness, yes. I was like, wow, you know, like, you were fighting and shooting people and whatever with a gun, and then you're sitting at Global going, what size ladder do you want? Like, and I know there's, yeah, why, there's why lots of people. Uh, there's lots of people in the world, I think, and they start off in their 20s or 30s, and they, they have these, you know, dreams of what they want to do and what they want to be, and if those dreams don't come true, or they haven't reached their goal, they settle. They settle for the paycheck, they settle for the, the you know, the, uh, 
health care, they settle for retirement, the 401k, the benefits. Well, here's but, the thing. When you were, let's just say, let's just, I'm going to throw an arbitrary age ahead. out there, say 23. Yes. And when I was 23. Yes. And when whomever else, 23. Yes. Okay, assuming one went to college or whatever one did post high school, now you're completely legal. You're Yes, you're an adult, and now you're really, really an adult because you're over 21. Now you got a little, quote, you think, a little seasoning on you, and that's fine. That's good. My son's about going to be there. He's going to turn 22 in a few weeks here. You know, so he's, he's, right, he's right there. He's still wrapping up his school. But think about it. Think 23. Yes. You had it. We you had call. it in we your pocket. You were ready to roll. And speaking of roll, we do have a phone call. Is it? Is hey, hey welcome to Real Town. Who's on the phone? Snappy Salute. Snappy Salute, Hello, Doug Lab. How are Doug you, sir? Lab. There he is. Thanks there for calling, is. brother. Hi, Dougie. Well, how you guys doing? We're doing great. I miss your face. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I feel as though I'm listening to the reincarnation of Ed Fitzgerald here on 710 WOR, the talk of New York. crazy. I don't know if you know who they are or not. My mother used to listen to him all the time. John does because John is trapped in an old man's body. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. No, no, in an old man's head. No, I have no idea. No, Ed and Peggy... A little, little, little bit of a background. They were a married couple. They were on the radio. I think they were on like from 7 to 8 or something. On the they were in the mornings. It might have been a little I later, but it was, they were in the morning. Or something. Yeah. But they would broadcast from their apartment. And they... You know, they kind of chit-chat back and forth. They maybe have, uh, you know, Broadway celebrities or maybe a local politician or author on once in a while. But the funny thing about them is that as uh, they got older, Ed kind of started to lose it a little bit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and uh, Peggy would be talking to her guest, and, you know, they'd say something and talk back and forth. And, Peggy might say something about maybe the Waldorf Astoria. And then Ed would say, you know, the restroom attendant, he always used to wear a red carnation. <laughs> and then there'd be like silence for like five seconds. And then Peggy would continue on with what she was saying. And then they'd go to commercial and, and Ed was no longer there. They'd put him off the bed. <laughs> I tell you what, Doug, my mother was a uh, relentlessly, obsessively faithful back in the 70s, 60s and 70s, WOR, 710, literally, the talk of New York, you know, Joan Hamburg, she she had a little uh, entertainment um, um, segment there at about 20 minutes after 8 every morning. I think the Fitzgeralds back in the early, late 60s, early 70s, they were on, I think, after morning drive. They had like a mid-morning show that they did for a while. They also had a, a little store, like a little general store up in Connecticut. And I can remember I was about eight, I'm going to say, give or take, seven or eight years old. We did a little, like a mini vacation, like four days up in uh, up in Connecticut, Danbury, Litchfield, all those nice, um, uh, I guess you could say, Western Connecticut towns that are very, very Courier and Eyes, New Englandish. And uh, my mother was insistent. 
that we have got to go by the company store that Ed and Peggy and Fitzgerald have. And I think it was outside of Litchfield, Connecticut. Sure enough, don't we roll up there? I think she was hoping to like bump into them. I don't believe they were there. But it was like this, this, this neat old store, like something out of the Waltons. You know what I mean? It really was. I mean, it had all this, and it was, you know, the creaky wooden floors and the, the, the open wooden porch with, I think, two steps up onto it. And, uh, yeah, Ed, Ed and Peggy Fitzgerald, they, uh, they were just kibitz, kind of like, you know, kind of like what we do. But, uh, you know, Ed, I guess, Ed was, he was out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know I'm a, I'm a fan of Firesign Theater, and what, yes. the funny thing about that is if you listen to some of those, shows near the end, like, you know, late 70s, in the late 70s that were on, you'd swear you were listening to Firesign Theater. <laughs> Pegin had this kind of lofty, kind of aristocratic voice, and uh, a couple of the guys in Firesign Theater used to be able to do a similar type of voice. <laughs> listening to this go on and on, am I listening to Firesign Theater, or am I listening to Pegin's Gerald. <laughs> then, of course, don't forget, there was... Uh, Bernard Meltzer on WOR. Bernard there for a while. He was very. He was Bernard Meltzer was like the guy who kind of was was truly to Cherry Hill, New Jersey, to this guy, Doctor Leonard Crivy, who Meltzer would have on from time to time talking about troubled teens. She thought my mother thought for a, the proverbial five minutes that I was going down a, a slippery slope in my you know fourteen year old life. And, and she slept me down with my father one night down to this to this shrink down in uh, Cherry Hill. I paid no attention to him, and I couldn't get out of there fast enough. <laughs> like, okay, so we done? <laughs> I was curmudgeonly back then. Well, I'm sure. Can you dig it? Well, I wanted, I wanted Doug to kind of recap a little bit about his past life in New York City. Uh, because yeah. I, I would please. love to hear a little bit. I think anyone who's listening would love to hear a little bit about it. And if you can just kind of tell us... Uh, what your life was like? Well, prior to where I am now, you mean? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I went to uh, I went to college for film and uh, video production. Went to Seton Hall, uh, which people I guess really don't think of a uh, as a as a college to go to. You think of NYU or Columbia or something like School of Visual Arts, that sort Syracuse, of thing. yeah. But they had a, at the time I was going, they had a very very good program there. They had a three camera television studio, wow. which with uh, actually with equipment that was donated, I think from NBC or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a whole bunch of film equipment, 16 millimeter cameras, sound recording, uh, recording equipment, that sort of thing. So got my degree. And after I got out of college, I, I worked at Sears Roebuck for a year because I couldn't find a job. But I ended up getting a job at a, uh, an optical effects company in New York. Oh, wow. And we did, nice. mostly the work we did was for uh, graphics for television commercials. And, uh, you know, I, I started out in the film library in a, in a film cleaning room, and which smelled awfully nice sometimes <laughs> because of the, uh, <laughs> the chemical they used to clean the film. Mm. But anyway, uh, I worked my way up to, uh, to being an animation stand cameraman. And shooting a lot of these graphics for commercials, which is not terribly exciting, but occasionally we would get um, a project in to do uh, things for for motion pictures, major motion pictures, like Zelig, Mm -hmm. uh, all 
Wow. Um, Midsummer Night Sex Comedy, Arthur. I mean, little things that, little optical effects that you don't know are there unless, you know, you're looking for them. I'm sure. Like, okay, that's what I did. You know, that kind of thing. And uh, I was there for about six years, and then uh, the company went through a change, and I was laid off, unfortunately, and I worked uh, as a freelancer for a couple of years for about three other studios in New York. I would say the biggest, or I won't say the biggest, but I'll say that the thing that people probably would know the most was a, was a cow can cat food commercial that I did uh, back in the mid-80s where the vitamin pill gets sucked into the can. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. that. Yeah! The gentleman who owned the studio said, Doug, he was funny, he was, I think he was Hungarian, Doug, I need this pill to go into the can. <laughs> and I said, all right. And so uh, he gave me like a bag of uh, 100 empty pill casings. And what I had to do was I had to cut them down because he needed the pill to go into the can in one second. So that's 24 frames. So it's 24 individual little capsules getting smaller and smaller. Wow. And uh, so that was probably the, the, the thing that I most known for, I guess, or the thing that people would have seen right. the most. And then, I guess it was in the, actually, jump backwards for a second. Um, when I was still in college, a, friend, a very good friend of mine went to California for, for school, to Cal Arts, which was a, uh, I believe it was a Disney-sponsored college for, for film and television and all that sort of stuff. And anyway, so uh, I was going out to visit him in the summer of 76 and just prior to me going I guess several months earlier he said hey yeah Doug I'm, I got a job uh, uh, working on this this space film I go oh that sounds interesting he goes yeah and he sent me some he sent me a few things and he sent me the script and I'm, I'm reading it and I'm going, oh, this looks interesting so anyway so a few months go go past and I'm uh, gonna go out and visit him for a week and he said yeah you can come out to the studio and maybe help me out with some shots and I go okay so, of course, I, I walk into this very basic-looking, you know, industrial park-type building, mm. and I'm walking through, and I'm saying, oh, that's an interesting-looking helmet up on that uh, shelving over there. And he goes, hmm. And I walk in, there's all these storyboards, and a bunch of, uh, bunch of spaceships, and, you know, it looks like a battle going on in space. That looks interesting. And, of course, the, the film was Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Right. So... So uh, he said, yeah, you want to help me with some shots? I said, okay, sure. Absolutely. What, what I helped him with, and of course at the time I had no idea. Nobody had no idea what right. it was all about. You right. know, there was rumblings uh, amongst the nerds of the time about this, <laughs> this new space opera that was coming out. Well, it wasn't and until that next summer that it came out and it was big. But anyway, so we, I, I helped him with the, uh, the sequence of the Battle of Yavin, which is the... Death Star thing. Of course, yes. I didn't know what I was shooting, and and of course, then uh, whatever it was, uh, the final following day, it came out and it became this uh, giant phenomenon, so, which it still is today. It really is forever. Yeah. And they think so you I were a part of that. That's so pretty I amazing. Um, I tell my son occasionally, both my sons, I go, well, you know, if you ever have an opportunity that looks like it might be a little bit crazy or bizarre or weird, uh, take a closer look at it for a minute. You never know. 
Well, Gene, this is why we're here at Hamilton Radio, by the way. <laughs> a little bizarre, a little right. weird, but we love it. <laughs> yeah. So then anyway, uh, I guess in the uh, mid to late 80s, the uh, freelance work started to dry up. And of course, I was married by then. So I go, well, I got to do something a little bit more boring that's going to you know, pay the bills. So then I got into sales and then got into a couple of other things and then of course most recently um where i am now right it's it's pretty amazing when well, you think about the things that you did in your past and where it brings you to, you to where you are and when you're younger you have all these these dreams and aspirations of things that you want to do things you you can do and then you kind of look back and go well is this it is this you know i mean i understand I mean, I'm sure when you were in college, you were like, I'm going to be a big filmmaker, or I'm going to be doing visual effects for films. And, and the craziest thing is, like, when you were young, the, the way things are now, digital, now, mind you, I, I went to college, you know, in the uh, early 90s, but everything I learned in college, because I did communications, was reel-to-reel, and I had to, to cut yeah. with a razor blade and do a little <laughs> scotch tape, you remember yeah. that. Yeah, and the film was all. Yeah. We shot uh, shot 16 millimeter film. Yeah. And uh, you had a a, either a Nagra or a. uh, I'm trying to think of what the other tape recorder was. But it was actually reel to reel tape. Right. And you'd have your clapper board and, you know, to do the whole thing. And then you get your film developed. And then they take the the audio tape and transfer that onto a uh, a film, a 16 millimeter Mm -hmm. film. business you'd have to you'd have to evolve with the business so you'd have to constantly educate yourself as to I mean because you could never rest on your laurels like you know what we went to college for the majority of it is non-existent Change. Change. it's non-existent and we had the big we had the big magna cord reel-to-reel units that were probably about two and a half to three feet wide and probably six seven feet high and you had one on the top uh, and if uh, if you were lucky you had one in the middle and one on the bottom but we there was I think we got a bunch of that military or uh, government surplus when uh, when the when the radio station moved at Susquehanna University from one place to the other and we got these these again they were called magna cord you know magnetic recording and um, and even uh, when I started in uh, in radio after college, a couple of years after I graduated, I was in sales. But you know, hey John, can you do a voice? Um, yeah, voice somewhere. maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would go back and I learned I learned to use all that that equipment there. That was Tascam, T A S C A M, and you know we had all that. But it was the same stuff, Doug. I mean, it was reel to reel, splicing blocks, splicing tape, but a beep, but a boop, done. Okay, you know, load it down to a cart which looks like an eight track um, uh, tape that they would put the commercials on to use in the studio. Remember the DAT tapes? You know, the Remember that? Digi- oh, yeah. digital audio tape. Stop yeah. it. That was like, That was advanced. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you didn't have any hiss on it and so forth. And that's about the time when I started becoming 
out of the loop as to the technology. Then all of a sudden it went digital. I'm going to say like 93-ish. Yeah. And I'm uh, like, I'm out because, you know, I, I was close to being the production director for um, Week 104 out, at, uh, out in Harrisburg. And the reason I didn't get it uh, it wasn't because of my my talent, my acumen on reel to reel, but because they were going to go digital, and the guy who and got didn't it, have the I didn't know it. Right. I didn't know it. Nobody taught me. And the guy they they hired, Al Peterson, good guy, who they hired, he he knew it, and he could he could run it like a champ. So you know what, Al? Good for you. God bless. You know, you, you can go do good things, and he did. He did. So my my question for Doug is: yeah. So, Doug, if you could. Right now, if someone said to you, you know what, you can do any career you want, something, you know, you've always dreamed about, what would it be? Hmm. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> well, I, I do some writing, and I have a few ideas for films. Actually, I, oh. I did write a screenplay. Oh. Uh, it would be great to, to get that produced. It's a real simple story. You know, nothing complicated, nothing, uh, nothing too deep, and uh, that's that's I guess what I'd like to do. We nice. need to we need to get your uh, your screenplay produced. Yep. Hmm. Here's Real simple story. It is uh, in a nutshell. It is a an East Coast version of American Graffiti with a younger set of cast members. Nice. Well, like here's that. here's here's three possible words that could perhaps, Gene, you're listening, provide a solution. Iron Horse Films. Yeah, we're right here. Um, yeah. A division, a division of HamiltonRadio.net. Spiegel, Chicago, six zero six zero nine. Let me tell you something. You have you have a dream. You have something you want to do. Just do it, Doug. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Get it done. Till you're satisfied. You know what? Whatever and, it is. And you know what? You make enough. You make enough of what you do now. To be able to do that stuff on the side and maybe, you know what I mean? Because life is short. Get it done. True enough. It's true enough. Doug, we appreciate you calling in and chiming in on that uh, whole thing about uh, about seven pounds. I have to see this. Uh, Tracy clearly has seen it. I have not. And I do remember the promo. I do remember a bit of the trailer. And uh, I remember thinking back then when I saw it that, wow, this looks like some kind of story. And you've seen it. I'm assuming you've seen it, Doug, yes? Actually, I have not. <gasps> oh! You know, I remember, it was kind of like, you know, I remember seeing or hearing of it when it came out. And I just, I don't know, I just, it came and went and I never saw it. And right. until you brought it up again, I had forgotten all about you it. You definitely right. have to watch that film. It's a, just a very, very good film. Good Watch stuff. it if you can. It's good. Good yep. stuff. Doug, thank you again, brother. Tell your friends, The Real Town with John and Tracy, HamiltonRadio.net. We really appreciate it, man. No and, doubt. And John will see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll catch you <laughs> tomorrow. Thanks, Doug. And there he goes. That's our good friend Doug Lapp. Dougie Fresh. I used to when we worked in retail together. I'd be like Dougie Fresh, Dougie Fresh, Dougie Fresh is in the house. Dougie Fresh, Dougie Fresh, Dougie Fresh is in the house. And if you know Doug, it was funny because yeah. Doug would just look at me and go, "Okay, crazy." <laughs> uh, I love Doug though. Good stuff. There's man. some really, really good people. No, over there, really and that's are. the one thing I got to say about leaving that place was uh, 
the the good people, not the bad people, but the good people. I really miss. There is a, a handful of people I just really miss over there. There's a there's a good bunch. Um, there really yeah, is. There's, there is some uh, good people there. There's even a couple few who have come in since uh, since last summer who are okay. Some you newbies. Know what? Some newbies. Yeah, a couple few that yeah. uh, they're they're okay. You know, I mean, it, but you know what, Trace? That's that's life. That's anywhere. That's you're gonna, anywhere you're gonna you get go. To, yeah, I mean, I work in a new place and I have some good peeps in there. You know, there you I mean, it's, it. uh, it's how it works. Can I just tell you something funny? Please. And you made me think about it. So. Uh, as you know, like the Boston Marathon uh, is coming up, and what? so every year, well, I should say every year, this is only the second year, so not every year. So what happened was uh, the Boston Marathon partnered up with uh, Sacconi, which is a type of yes. sneaker, yes. and Dunkin' Donuts. And what they did last year is they make this sneaker... And it's yes. Dunkin' Donuts. Do you remember me going crazy about this yeah, last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year you did, yeah. right? So <laughs> it is so hard to get these sneakers. They sell out. So I guess they give a pair to all the Boston Marathon runners. Wow. And then they make it available to the public for a limited time. And a limited time only. And the, de- and the design is discontinued. Oh. As soon as they run out, that's it. It's done. They never make them again. Wow. So... And they're they're not that pricey. I mean, they're like one twenty five, which actually for a sneaker is you know you can get Air Jordans for like three hundred. So I mean, I thought that's not a bad price. So last year I tried to get these sneakers sold out, couldn't find them. I remember. I, remember, I, I remember. found them on eBay. They were like nine hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. I'm like, no, I ain't no, doing no, that. No. So then this year they came out with the new design, and it's even better than last year. So the first thing I did is I go the day I found the day. I go to the website. I said, I'm buying these freaking sneakers, right? So I go to the website. Line them up. Every size is available except for two. What do you think one of those sizes were? Your size. My size. Damn it. How? How? (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? And my friends, my friends are on Facebook. They're like, I got the sneakers. And I'm like, bitches, I want those sneakers. (laughs) I was like on a hunt. I've never been so obsessed about sneakers in my life. A sneak hunt. I have been obsessed. So sure enough. A sneak enough, hunt, a sneak hunt. I go to eBay and people are bidding. And you know that annoys the shit out of me is bidding, right? Because you got to have like this special, you got to be able to tap it at the right time. And it's going to be like, you know, you're trying to get the right price. Ooh. And it's shipping or not. It's so, so annoying. Yeah. So I'm trying to win these sneakers. <laughs> trying to win these sneakers. The sneakers go up. 175 Now they're already $50 past the price. Oh. And I'm thinking, I'll stop at 200 Right, I'll do it because I want these sneakers more than life. Let what me tell you, you something. What? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> so I, I hit the button to two hundred. Sorry, someone has overbid you. Oh. Two hundred and five. Oh, like, you oh, son oh. Of a bitch. Go to the next one. Suckers. Next one. It goes. It goes. Hey, it says bid on this. I bid. I get hit two hundred. Sorry, you were outbid by oh. two hundred and six. I'm like, are you kidding Come me? On. So there's only one pair left, one in my size, right? One pair, wow. and I'm like, what the hell? So you know, on eBay they have this thing you can uh, bid on it or buy at the price they want you to buy, buy it, it at. now for four hundred bucks. So here it is. He says, here's the bid, and then it says, buy now for two hundred dollars, free shipping. Oh, that's big because they were charging twenty, thirty dollars in shipping. On the oh my. Ones. So you you know what? I bought those bitches. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Did they come in? Not only did they come in. I wish I was wearing them right now, but Why I Why aren't you? Well, because I need a special occasion and this isn't special enough. Maybe oh. when we're in the new I don't want those souls to walk on this carpet. That's a little hurtful. Because this carpet I there's been piss in here and poop Ow. in here and 
Vomit. Puke and spit and who knows what else is in this carpet, living in this carpet. Push. So I'm waiting, but I'll tell you something. <laughs> when I tried these sneakers on, it was like a little bit of heaven. Oh. It was like heaven on the left, heaven on the right. <laughs> the best sneakers I ever heaven had. Heaven during the day, oh, hey. heaven at night. Hey. I'm walking on sunshine. Oh. A piece of advice for you. Yes. When you're bidding on eBay, yes. wait till there's 10 seconds left. And bid whatever the bid is. Bid like if it's two hundred. Bid like nine hundred. You're not gonna pay nine hundred because they cannot catch you to outbid you. So you'll get it for the price that it's listed. Are you sure? Because I thought they make you pay the nine hundred. You're wrong about that. No. If you don't get out, if you if that's just you're gonna you're only gonna get the bid that you put in for. Is that true? I do it all the time. Oh, okay, because I, I always thought For was... example, say if something is $200. Right. I wait till there's 10 seconds left, and then I'll bid like a crazy number. They can't catch me in time, so I'll get it for 200 Really? You know, Ooh. even... You, you, me Pretty sneaky there, Carlo. That's an old... old Love it. Story. I didn't know that. I thought you, they would pick... Whatever you put in is what you have to pay. So if you put $1,000, you got to pay the $1,000. No, because they can't catch you to outbid you, so the bid's not... You're going to get it for what's li- as it's listed. I didn't know that. Science. So go Secrets. get your sneakers. Well, I got them. I got them. Oh, I got those. Let me tell you, it's heaven. I kissed them when they came. <laughs> I walked in on I did. I kissed shadow. them. Oh, Whoa. I did. I, this is a sneaker... I was like this. Wait a minute. I was like, Walking on donkeys. Oh, no. Hey. John, I heard she got a free gift with her sneakers. <laughs> and what would that be, Carlo? Assless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that the sneakers came in a Dunkin' Donuts box? And it looks, like, it looks like a dozen donuts? Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. They obviously fell off the truck. I love them. I love them. Donuts. I love them. Donuts. The what's the, what kind of it? A Ciccone? It's like a sneaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never owned Sacconis, but let me tell you something. They're the most comfortable, well-fitted, beautiful pieces of material on my feet I've ever had. You wear them to Coney Island. Your Sacconis are Coney. Sacconi and Coney. the kind that OJ was wearing? No, right? no. it wasn't those. No, those were Bruno, Bruno Mollies. Those were Bruno Mollies. OJ, would you like some Dunkin' Donut uh, Oh, sneakers? my God. Now I you're making me you. think about my sneakers, and I'm getting really excited. The jelly donuts make it nice and cookie. <laughs> Do you sleep with them so much? I put them in a box on a pedestal. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dunkin' Sneakers, is there nothing oh. they can't do? Oh. You can't touch them. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna, I have a picture of them. I'm going to put it up on my Facebook page because they're beautiful. I think I put it on my Facebook page. You did. I, I, saw did. I, I saw it. I saw it the other day. Like, oh, oh, but people didn't know what they were. Like People who weren't from Boston... We're like, what the hell I is saw they that? were sneakers. No, but they didn't I didn't know why. Well, I didn't know didn't why. You know why I didn't know what they were? Because my friend, she's in Ohio. She texts me. She goes, what the hell is that? Ohio. I go, they're sneakers. She goes, they look like Dunkin' Donuts. I yes. go, they are Dunkin' Donuts. She goes, well, that's stupid. I said, no, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. It's not in honor of Dunkin' Donuts. It's in honor of the Boston of the marathon. marathon. But people not from Boston will not get it. They'll think I'm getting sneakers because I want to look like I want to work at Dunkin' Donuts. I'm walking on crawlers. <laughs> Whoa. Walking on I don't want to work at Dunkin' Donuts. That's not what it's about. But there's some beautiful sneakers. Cross I'm obsessed. I love Donuts. those sneakers. Mm. I'm going to wear those sneakers. I'm going to wear those sneakers when I do stand-up. Somebody tells me that somebody has a foot fetish. I do. <laughs> Peter, Peter. Does anybody like feet? Women don't like talk women's about feet. men like you're talking about these sneakers. I love them. 
I've, I've never loved a piece. I've never loved anything like this in my life. I'm like, I would marry my sneakers if I could. Wow, wow, wow. I would wow, marry them. Wow. I'd walk down the aisle and have them next to me and say, I'll take them both. I do. I mean, it would be kind of like polygamy because it would be two sneakers. Oh, hey. So, are they, you know what I mean? Are they a set or are they one in the same? I Odd and even days. Every other day. I'm going to wear them when I do my stand-up. All right. With Kurt. I'm going to do it. When is this again? Do we know? It's coming up. I don't want you going. Because you won't think I'm funny. What do you mean? You won't think I'm funny. Let me, I can't, I can't perform in, peop, in front of people I know because I'll, I'll think I'm being judged, which I am. But if I don't know you, it's, I don't give a shit. But I know you, so I don't want you to, I mean, I'll, I'll record it for you. You can't be there. It's an upcoming Saturday, is it? Is it I think it is. Aren't we supposed to promote it? Kurt's show? Yeah, well, he's oh, Kurt's coming next here week. next week. So next Kurt, week. Okay, so Kurt will be here next week. All right. So, yeah, so I'm going to, I think I'm going to do it. I'm still a little gun shy, but I think I'm going to do it, but I don't want, I don't want people you might, I know to you be You might there. be in luck because I may be away for a, for a rage, a mammoth rage football game. Good. We're because, 4 0, by the way. Because women aren't funny. Because I don't, I, women aren't they funny. Are. Sometimes they are. But maybe, you know what? I figure if I say fuck enough, I'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> These guys know a lot. But if you, but if you do fuck a lot, you'd be popular. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you know, cursing is, is the sign of a weak comment. Is it really? See, I, yeah. I wonder about that. But so some of the best comics, I mean, Eddie Murphy, I yeah, think, I love his stand-up. That's the way he talks, though. I am talking about the 80s, you're right. You know, um, nowadays, that's just... The younger guys think that that makes their set better, but it just shows weakness. Is that what you think? And the more you use it, the less effect it has. Right. 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 What if I talk about? What if I talk about like not the f word, like dropping the f bomb? But what if I talk of it as as like a, a copulation? If I'm talking about copulation, I use the f word. Is that okay? If the sure. bit's funny and it's an intellectual bit, that's fine. But if you're going up there going f this, f that, and it loses the potency. Yeah. Yeah. Cock. Yeah. That's not funny. Not funny. You know? It's not funny. Just be yourself. Not funny. It's not fun. Not fun. You're going to take this back to Howard and make laugh. Just be you. Don't be anybody else. Just be you. Yeah. People know if you're genuine or not. Because, you know, I got things to say. Just go up on stage with Jill and just And your new sneakers. Then that'll be a big hit. Yeah. Just go up with your new sneakers and you're set. Oh, my God. Can't wait. My sneakers are going to laugh. Can't anyway. wait. Well, that's... that's, that's are, you, uh, wait, are you guys, before we go... I want to ask Carlo. Go are you excited about going to the new studio next oh, yeah. week? How do you yes, feel? No, because we have no air conditioning. We can't use Correct. the bathrooms. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so they're up to speed. No air conditioning. I didn't know. I didn't no know you know that. I was about to break it to you, but I guess you already know. Are you guys going to be here next week? Yeah. Well, I know you just like to run out and don't associate with us, but... Next week is our three-year anniversary. Oh, we're gonna have food and everything. Oh, food and oh. Everything. So it's not because we don't want to associate. It's because we're tired. Well, that's, that's it. Hey, we're too. Just, I, I we're old my, and we're tired. I got my yeah. ninety. I got my ninety-year-old dad. I gotta go up and take make sure yeah, he's he all right. Yeah, he's old. You know, duct tape him to the radiator. Put him out in the garage. We got company coming over. Why don't we do it? Is Giselle Bella cooking? Because I like her cooking. Is she gonna bake? She's gonna cook some. She's gonna do a lot of baking too. So we're going to have it catered by Solo Trattoria in Creole. You really do? Oh, shit. Well, then wow. we got to stay. Let's make plans. Let's make plans. I'm making plans. I'm going to stay. Big doings next week. Listen. First, your sneakers, but step it up. We can film you live making love to your sneakers on the air. All right. Nice. I'll bring them with me. 
First, yeah, but if I drop any food on them, I'll oh, be pissed. Oh, smokes. Careful. So, I don't know. Okay. You know what? I'll do, oh, oh, I'll do like they did in The Departed when Mark Wahlberg like went and shot Matt. You know, he had those uh, those little bags on his sneakers. So there was no, like, feet. So I'll put the little bags over <laughs> the sneaker so that I, I don't get any stains on them. Well, like we did to the couches years ago, cover them in plastic. In plastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandparents had that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Like brand new. I don't want anybody shitting on my. Well, listen, we got we got big doings next week. So so the the, the, the real time with John and Trey. Why do I gonna, have, look what I found in my sleeve? We're gonna have. Kurt Wait, Zimmerman. look what I found in my sleeve. What, oh, what are you like ninety? My grandmother used to oh do that. God. This is a bad sign. Oh no! A Kleenex. <laughs> a Kleenex. I put it in my sleeve like my grandmother used to do that. She put it in her sleeve and then she take it out oh, and then she wipe blow her nose. Oh my god! Can I'm I finish old. the promo? Go ahead. <laughs> Next week on Real Time with John and Tracy, it's going to be big doings because we're going to have our, our old friend from the old Robbinsville train wreck show, Kurt Zimmerman. He's uh, he's working on some uh, he's working on some some comedy nights like we just talked about. Maybe Tracy, hopefully Tracy, going to be a part of it somehow. But it's going to be uh, it's going to be something. And you know what? That's all we're going to say about it right now. We're going to have you tune in next week so we can talk about it. And then right after. Oh well, Tim Tim's going to be there too. And I is love that Tim. right? I okay, love Tim. Tim Eli, the book of Eli, mm. the book of Tim. Tim Eli, yeah, who was also part of the old program, and Kurt Zimmy. Zimmerman, he's going to be there. And so Lynn will probably be we'll there, We'll have too. a big old Lynn deal Almond. here. Lynn Almonds, if she shows up, she's more than welcome. And uh, maybe be a big old... Uh, reunion. Know, reunion, y'all come kind of a deal here. So that's from 5.30 to about 6. And then Carlo's show following. Well, you're getting ahead of me. Okay, I'm About, about 5.30 to about quarter, 7, 7 o'clock. That's Real Town on the 17th, next Wednesday. And then it's going to be, hopefully, in the new studio, of course. And then the... Uh, yeah, well... Yeah, We'll see. Everybody has to wear the new sneakers. See you at Christmas. And then, of course, you know, um, Animal House, the Animal House program. Holy crap, it's going to be big, huge, humongous. Third anniversary? Third anniversary? Third anniversary. 36 months, three years. It's going to be huge, humongous, giant. It's going to be a big show. It's going to be a king size show. It's going to be fun. It's all going to be there. But you know what? We're all going to be sweating our balls off. So you're going to see us all there. We're going to be sweat dripping. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that. No. Well, I'm going to sweat my balls off. I don't have balls, but. If I had balls, they sweat off. Because it's going to be hot. You, you know it's going to be hot. You know that day, I guarantee next Wednesday it's going to be like 85 degrees. degrees. I guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee. Mostly sunny, breezy, and unseasonably wired today. The high of 86. Thanks a lot. So, Just tuck those balls right next to I'll tuck them. Doesn't that disturb you when you hear a guy doing a weather? Highs in the low 70s. How could it be highs in the low 70s? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I don't understand what's the difference between partly cloudy or partly sunny. Next week, week it's going to be 61 degrees. 61 degrees. 61 degrees. Yeah, but that's Florida range. That Florida range is going to change. Trust Highs going to be in the low 70s or whenever I get up. Thank you very much, everybody. That's it. And we're going to bring next. We'll bring ice and cold stuff. We're going to bring all the cold stuff so we can stay cool. And your shoes. And my shoes. And my glasses. And my shoes. So I have them. That's yes. all of it, man. What a real town this was. All across the board, good stay stuff. Stay tuned thanks for Animal House. Thanks for, yes, absolutely. Be back for Animal House here shortly. Thanks to Doug Lapp for calling in. We'll uh, see you fresh. next time, next week. New digs. We're crossing our fingers. Peace, y'all. We'll catch you on Real Town. Ow. Peace out. My back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> When's the official move, Gene, Saturday? Yeah, I'm going to be with most of the stuff Saturday. You got enough help?